everybody. Welcome to yet another beautiful episode of History Creeps. We think we're the history curse is trying to hit this episode. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me, you know, the word legend gets thrown around all the time, and only once has it ever been true, and that's in this case of Carter Johnson. Hey! I was trying to be like Fonzie there, but I guess it didn't really work because you guys didn't laugh. So, okay, yes, I'm Carter. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> It's hard for me. Can you hit like a? What, what did Fonz used to do to fix the music? He would hit the. He'd smack the jukebox. The jukebox. Yeah, yeah, like there we with go. the palm of his hand. I can do it, but you can't really. We'll, we'll just you pretend go. you did. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and you know, and there's also, of course, one other host. And you know, the word uh, "Big Daddy Cool" gets thrown around <laughs> all the time, way too willy nilly. But in only one case is that word very true, or words even, since I can't add. And that name, of course, is Chris Chavez. Woo! I'm here. Come that's, on down. That felt like a, like, isn't Big Daddy cool? Wasn't he a wrestler? He was. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. It felt like a wrestler name. It was. Did he I wear, thought he was just making it up. I didn't even. Wait a second. Was he, didn't he wear, like, leather chaps? I believe he did. He was, he was a humongous man, too. <laughs> I remember, dude. That's awesome. Yes, I'll He's like take seven that. foot tall. I'll take that intro. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks. We're 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 back. Got and you guys. Bit, and a little nerds. bit of and a little bit of trivia. He would go on to play Super Shredder in Ninja Turtles Two: The Secret of That's the Ooze. Right. That is right. Wait, that was Kevin Nash. It was. Yep. That's him. He was a big. I think he was Big Daddy Cool when he was in the WWF at the time. Yeah. WWE. Are you now. serious? Because now he's a stripper with Magic Mike. <laughs> I'm man. serious. He's one of the strippers in Magic Mike. What a career. Yeah, really. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. As you guys know, we've been doing more of a local affair to our recent episodes. Yep. And it is my turn. So I brought the devil's hole. Uh, Carter brought the devil's tramping ground, and you're bringing the devil's... Oh, I, oh, is this supposed to be a devil thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, what do you, so what's, what are you bringing to the table today? I'm bringing up the mysterious death of Rhonda Henson. Rhonda Henson? Now, yeah, Rhonda Henson. Oops. Now this uh, this happened in '81, so this was this December would be 35 years ago. Wow. Yeah, and, really. And to this day, it is still unsolved. Her disappearance so, is unsolved. Her, no, no, they found her, but oh. she was she had been murdered. Like who done it and and all that still. And I'll get into that here shortly. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is a. The, what brought this case to me, first of all, was the fact that it's a, it happened about less than 10 minutes from uh, where I live. I've gone through that area uh, millions and millions of times, it seems. Really? So I know exactly where it happened. And then one night I watched a little program that I believe you both know of called Unsolved Mysteries. Love it. <laughs> love it. Yep. I love that and show. This story popped up on there, and that's where I first heard about it. And ever since then, it's, it's fascinated me because, of, A, of how close it is and just, B, how weird it kind of is. That's crazy. Dude, it's so funny how things come up. I was just talking about Unsolved Mysteries last night. Do you remember? You guys watched it, obviously. Do you remember? Did oh, you yeah. guys did you guys watch MacGyver? Yes. Wasn't it on at yep. the same night? Didn't Unsolved Mysteries come on and then MacGyver or vice versa? It depended on what channel. Because uh, they remember, they used to put Unsolved Mysteries into... Uh, what do they call it? Syndication. So, like, you could turn on, you know, such and such channel on a Tuesday oh, yeah. at 4 o'clock and Unsolved Mysteries is on. No, I meant I when it like, was new episodes. I feel, like yeah. I, I feel like when I watched it, it was uh, 
Unsolved Mysteries and uh, what was that show? Rescue, uh, Rescue Nine One One. Do you guys remember oh, that show? Oh yeah, I do remember that show. <laughs> yeah. William Shatner, Rescue Nine One One. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, I had a night of William Shatner and then of uh, of Mister Stack. So it was a great night for me, dude. Unsolved Mysteries though was awesome. I was just talking about last night, and so it's, it's funny that you bring it up today. today that um, yeah, I was just where- watching Robert Stack in a movie last <laughs> night. Yeah, that dude's voice was incredible. Oh, Wasn't yeah. it, man? He yeah. made you afraid of these things that were unsolved. He made you afraid. I remember I used to watch this show with the lights off. I turn off the lights, you know, and you know, sit cross-legged in front of the little television in my room and watch unsolved. I loved it, dude. Yeah. It's amazing how much television is responsible for fear <laughs> of things. Yeah. And, this the, and this is the same man who would go on to be an airplane. Yeah, exactly. But he so And remember he was he was one of the voices in Beavis and Butthead Do America. Yep, that's yes. right. He was the FBI agent that was hunting him down. And this, <laughs> so this is the guy that first brings this woman's story to your. This is the first time I ever heard about it. You know, growing up, I'd always been into these kind of all kinds of mysteries. Uh, and this one, first of all, when they said Valdez, which is kind of the name of the town that this happened in, what is it? I, I was I'm sorry. Floored. What? Go, go ahead. What were you going to ask? No, I'm sorry. I was saying, what was the name of the town? It's really close to a town called Valdez. Okay. That's V-A-L-D-E-Z-E. I don't know if my accent's throwing off how that sounds or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a little town called Valdez. It's got a lot of history there. And uh, she was killed uh, less than a mile from there, probably, give or take. Hmm. So as in the town of Valdez, actually, it's one of the ones putting up some of the reward money for whoever you know, figures out what happened to her. That's 10 minutes so- from where you live? Yeah, it's a little. Uh, it's probably a little under ten minutes. I go there all the time. And you've grown up. You grew up there. You you still live where you grew up. Like you were born in that area, right there. Well, I mean, I've moved, but I'm still kind of in the same area. So, like, it's still not that far. Because what I was wondering is, in '81, you're how old? Just a couple years old. I'm not born. Oh, you're not born. What year were you born? <laughs> I was born in '83. Oh, okay. So later on, like, say you're what, and you're, you're like a nine-year-old, ten-year-old kid playing through that area. Yeah. Really? Did you know what? Yeah, I used to I used to go up through there all the time to play basketball. Did you know about stuff. this? Oh, so you didn't know about the story till later on, though. Right, right. Uh, okay. So you guys want to kind of get into it? You want to dive head in? I do, man. I like. Yeah, this. let's let's dive head in, head on, man. Let's let's right. do this. Like We're... I said, I'm taking you back to 1981. Yes, the dark ages. The dark ages of 81. <laughs> Coming out of the 70s. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this December will mark the 35th. Uh, I don't want to say anniversary when something was bad to happen, but you know what I mean? It's been 35 years this December since this incident happened. And I want to take you to a 19-year-old woman named Rhonda Henson. So she's fresh out of high school. Uh, she's just really gotten a job. And here's a little interesting tidbit. Uh, my dad went to uh, the school, the same high school that she did, but he's a little older than she would have been. But she's in his yearbook. I actually saw a picture of her in his yearbook. Oh, wow. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so she's 19 years old, uh, you know, December 22nd, like I said, that's, that's, you know, that's your holiday and Christmas time, that sort of vibes in the air. A lot of your offices that you work for and a lot of your friends are having Christmas parties there's, and that sort of yep. thing. There's a chill in the so air. Does it snow by you guys at that time of year? It can. Yeah, yeah it can. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if it was snowing then, you know, like I said, I wasn't born yet. But I'm just getting, uh, I'm getting the mental picture set. I could see the, the yeah, dark night. People are out singing the carols. I can see the breath on their, uh, you know, in the air coming out because it's so cold, and you see the Christmas lights out in the distance and little dust. Yeah, we, snow. We, we may not have snow down here, but it'll damn sure get cold. All right. Oh yeah, for sure. you'll be yeah. seeing your breath. 
All right. So I see I see Rhonda all bu- bundled up in her jacket. What's going on now? Okay, so uh, she she decides she's going to attend an office party. Now, what was what's really weird is that she still lived with her parents at the time, <laughs> and from the sounds of it, they're all really close. She was a millennial she, before there were millennials. Yeah, well, I mean, she was only nineteen, so I, oh, okay, you know, yeah, <laughs> so she wasn't in her, she wasn't in her thirties doing it. Not that there's nothing wrong Not with that. There's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so she's going to an office party. Where did she work? Do you know that? Uh, I saw it at one point, but I didn't write it down. Oh, okay. I don't even know if it was her office having a. That's party what I was going to ask. Was it was it her office party or just something she got invited to? Yeah, see, I I don't know that. I I couldn't get into that too much. But uh, from the sounds of it, uh, the original plan was she wasn't she was going to spend a night with her friend that I guess was going to the same party with her. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, she decided she was going to drive back home instead. So this is of course late at night. She's driving home. Uh, the interstate uh, Interstate Forty cuts right through really close to that town there. Yep. And, and you drive, and the way this works is you actually drive under the interstate on Mineral Springs Mountain Road, which that's the road that she ends up getting killed on. And as soon as you drive under the bridges of the interstate to your uh, to your right, there's a road, a highway that goes kind of really up a really steep hill. I mean, it's very steep. And she turns up that hill because her parents lived up on that road. And apparently a shot rings out. It goes through the back of her car, and it actually gets in, and it goes into her back and it kills her. Oh, wow. Really? That's messed yeah. up. When you and, said murder, I thought like, you know, str- like a knife or something. Uh, not- I'm thinking she went to this office party. She got a little too much to drink and somebody, you know, wanted to do stuff, took her out, ended up killing yeah. her. Yeah. Like this is like at a, like a sniper. Yeah, it, it gets even more weird. Oh, man. Let's go. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Like I told you, she was going up the hill, right? Yeah. And I'm. When I tell you it's steep, I'm. It's really steep. The car apparently rolls back down the hill because she was in the middle of going up it when she got shot, and it and it goes across the road and hits a ditch, and her body. When they found her, her body was outside of the car, like she had crawled out or thrown out. Well, that's or where been it gets dragged e- out. This is where it gets even more weird. Uh, the medical ex- the med- uh, the medical experts actually said. That with the injury she had actually sustained, there was no way she'd be able to put her pull herself out of the car by herself. Huh. So somebody would have had to drag her out. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Hmm. Could did she had her windows down or 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 do you know what I mean? Like was there any possible way she was thrown from the car? And not from what I've heard. Huh. You know, that's uh, what this the reason that this is really weird is that there's there there were some witnesses and i'm using that term loosely because the witnesses boil down to people who saw cars in that vicinity near around about that time <laughs> but they don't, they can't necessarily say that that was the person who did it huh like yeah i there's saw a, there, somebody and he had a car he had hair or maybe not he was yeah and all the and all the descriptions that i saw of the people that were seen at the scene of the crime were all like it sounds like an average person uh, he's about uh, five foot ten a medium build, all that same stuff. Like, you know, uh, you couldn't be able to pick them out of a lineup from the sounds of it. Yeah. And it was late so, at night at the same time. So was it somebody that they think may have been at the office party before that? Well, here, well, let's get into the theories. Then, yeah. Well, that's what you want to jump into. Well, I was going to say before you do though. So, uh, 
finish out the story real quick. So her her car ends up there. Her body ends up. So how did how was she found? Somebody saw this hat. Like saw the car rolling backwards. No, no, her car already hit the ditch when somebody had saw her. They came by and they saw the car had wrecked, and they pulled off and saw her. Wow. Okay. Oh, so they saw so, her already out of the car. Yeah, That's when they found her, too. she was already out of the car. And yeah. they call cops or something like the paramedics nine one one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she was. Uh, I think she was dead at the scene. She didn't make it. Um, but yeah, it, it was just really tragic. I was actually asking my dad about it because he didn't know her. And he was like a couple grades above her. Mm-hmm. So uh, they make him what, like two or three years older than she was. Yeah. He actually told me, he's like, he never even heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> so even but, when that whole thing went down, uh, he wasn't aware of it in the news. Like he wasn't like, hey, that girl went to my yeah, school. Three- that blew me away. It was like, this is a huge thing. And my dad was like, I don't know. I never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's, like, right. Johnny's like, so I came across this story and I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, you're not going to believe you're tied to it, Dad. I even have her in your yearbook. <laughs> Don't even know who that is. He's like, who? But the the, the really weird thing is all the, t- the like, some of my friend's parents, mm-hmm. uh, they knew him, they knew her. Uh, some of them were some of the ones who were, I'm definitely not naming names, but some of them uh-huh. were ones who the police talked to. Oh, for wow. one reason or the other. Wow. That wow. kind of thing. Yeah. Like I said, it was in this area. So she had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. but he was actually away at college at the time. He hadn't come home yet. Okay. So he was cleared right then because there's no way he could have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the theories are one, the, the number one theory, and this is the one that her actual, her father thinks it was, is that it was an accidental shooting. And by that, he means. Where I live, there's a lot of woods and stuff in this area, and uh, people go hunting all the time. Oh, so he's like a hunting accident kind of deal. That's what he's thinking. Like, and yeah. people are shooting off guns here all the time, uh, you know, shooting at targets and stuff like that. So, you know, if you shoot at something and you miss it, the bullet's got to go somewhere. So uh, you're saying it could have been a hunter that wouldn't even know that he did it, per se. Yeah, there's one. that's one of the theories, but the holes in that theory is she was found outside of her car. Here's my question. Um, that's true. Did the... Were they able to recover a bullet? Does it look like it came from a hunting rifle, or what? What kind of ballistics did, were they able to test on that? You know, there was a bullet. Uh, if you give me a second, I'll look that up real quick. Yeah, no, because um, this is that just sounds absolutely crazy. Because there's a shot, and I'm assuming they did full on investigation. They have to have found that the shot came from outside the vehicle, which means they found a bullet hole in the vehicle at some point, right? Somewhere on that vehicle. Oh, and that's yeah. how he's yeah saying that. The, the shot went through the back of the car. Oh, did it go through like, the, the, wind, yeah, the so, windshield? Yeah, did you, did, Johnny, did you say it was through the window or was it through like the actual trunk of the car? That's what I'm trying to find out. Everything I read always just says rear of the car. Wow. That's insane. It could be, like you said, could gun come, come through the, you know, the back quarter panel or something and just right through the back seat, though. That's got to be a high powered weapon. Yeah, like a hunting rifle. Or some equivalent. To go through the metal on a vehicle. Um, and you would think that that's something they'd be able to pick out with, you know, with a, a, a ballistics test or an examination of the bullet. Yeah. Say, hey, this is a such and such bullet came from this and the crazy thing, know, type like, of weapon. Before we even start getting into who could it have been, like, the crazy thing is, though, her she was outside of the vehicle. So, uh, it could it be possible though that even the person that came across her to call nine one one tried to pull her out and then realized oh crap I shouldn't have moved her and then said oh no that's how I found her you know what I mean? 
That, that's one of the things, too. Okay, I, here, I found some more information. It, it went through the trunk, is what they're saying. She Ooh. was driving a, a I, don't, I always pronounce this car wrong, a Datsun, a D-A-T-S-U-N. You said it, Datsun. Yep, Datsun. Okay, and it went through the trunk, and, and then it continued through the back seat and into her back. Oh, good God. And it pierced her heart and her lung. Oh my okay, god! Okay, that's gotta be that's gotta be some kind of hunting rifle. Yeah, it says it's a high-powered rifle. Yeah, that's what it says. And, and part of what, what you're saying, uh, or actually, I think Chris said it. Chris, what you're saying is true. That was the other one. The, the other part of the theory was that maybe it was a hunting accident, and then somebody came along and saw the car, and saw her and tried to pull her out, and then you know for whatever reason they maybe they took off or something. I think they saw the car and thought, oh my god, there's an accident. They saw her in there. They didn't see the bullet hole or the wound from the bullet hole. Saw their, her in there and thought, oh my god, you know, she must be passed out or unconscious, tried to pull her out, then saw the bullet hole and was like, oh shit, I just stumbled upon something I shouldn't have and that person took off. That right, could be yeah. true too. Yeah, that's that's it's very possible. Cuz that's the kind of thing that you then don't turn around and say, oh yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm the one that, that found her and, and dragged her out of the car. But I don't know. If it was me and all of a sudden there was this huge mystery and I knew I had nothing to do with it, but that was the part I did do, I probably would have still come forward and be like, oh, well, the reason she's out of the car is, I, you know. But then I got afraid. I didn't know if there, the kill, there was a killer still around, so I had to leave. But why wouldn't you be the one to leave and call the police right away and say, hey, I found this? Yeah, why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you leave and go call the cops? And then you yeah. don't have to, you know. Yeah, and Val. What you're, what you're saying, Johnny, is that somebody literally drove past, saw this, and then called the cops. That's what it sounds like. They saw the car. They, it, it, the, whatever had happened had already happened, and she was already outside of the car when she was found. And then, yeah, and so somebody found that and called the cops from yeah. there. Hmm. So, and, and like I was saying, it's it's Valdez Rutherford College is the area in which she was found, and uh, that's a really, it's not a big place at all. Like it's a really small town kind of thing. What she so it's a, so like it's one of those like everybody knows everybody sort of uh, deal. Was she found on the same night? It all happened on the same night. Yes, I believe so. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't one of these things where she was you know in a ditch for a couple of days and people were searching for her. Um, no, no. All right, so then what happens next? So they found her. They did all that, and then uh, then the investig so, they started questioning people you knew. Uh, well, I didn't. Well, one of my kind of notes. See, I don't want to give too many details. <laughs> okay, because they probably they probably wouldn't like it. An associate of an associate has a yeah. a parent that had a was questioned. Correct. Yes. Ex okay. I so went they, I went to school with somebody whose parent was questioned. There, so, that's the easiest way to say it. There you go. So there was a so basically they were questioned. They were asking people in the area. Number one, do you know what happened? Number two, yes. You have ties to her. Where were you on the night of? Correct, and like I said, the, the obvious first place you look is the boyfriend. Uh -huh. And you know, this let's say this wasn't accidental. Then maybe somebody meant to do it, and it was an actual full blown murder. So you'll you look at the boyfriend first. So because we all know it's nine times out of ten in all these cases when somebody is killed, it's somebody that knows them has done it. Yeah, and so but he was the boyfriend was away at college, and they quickly cleared him. Uh. They did find the police did find some DNA. They found some uh, on a. She was wearing a sweater because, mm -hmm. like I said, it was December. Uh, but the sheriff's office will not say anything else about any of the forensic stuff that they found, even to this day. That's weird. To this day, they won't say. The only thing that anybody knows is they found a little bit of foreign DNA on her sweater, and that's it. Huh. 
So which is really weird. One of the first questions is um, which of those police, which of the police, the people in the police department were hunters, uh, and they're the one. You know what I mean? Like they're out there hunting, yeah. and it was their accident. So they're like, oh shit, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, and that's that's true too, man. I mean, well, that's true in the sense that we can't rule that out. There's not a whole lot of information to draw a conclusion here. Well, there is another theory. Was she? Hold on. Should, I, maybe I missed this part of it. Was this going home from the party or towards the party? Yes. No, uh, from. So she'd spent that. She'd hung out at the party all night. Did they right. question people at the party? Do you know? Yeah, from what I understood, they did. Uh, you know, you can't find all this, but through associates. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Through associates. That's why it's it's good that this is the local one that you have a little bit more information that you really can't pull up on the internet. This is just something you were able to actually yeah. uncover. This is yeah. Kinda, exactly. This is kind of cool, man. This is almost like investigative journalism on your part. Yeah. <laughs> and I guarantee there's a lot of stuff the police know that we don't know that they're just not releasing because in a lot of these cases where it's not solved, if you give away everything, then anybody off the street can come off and say, well, I know who did it, and here's all the evidence that I know. And they're just repeating stuff that they already heard. That's true. Exactly. There, there are weirdos yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, so the, there's a third theory, and this one, uh, from what I understand, it's the one her mom kind of subscribes to a little bit. Hmm. You know, I was telling you that she was close to her parents, and she still lived with them. Uh, huh? Her mom claims that they had a conversation, um, like, I, I don't know, it was before the party. I don't know how close to the party it was, but it was before it. And she was actually asking her mom for some advice. Apparently, she had fallen for this guy who was already married. It wasn't her boyfriend. It was another man who was already married. And she's asking her mom if that was okay. And her mom was <laughs> telling her, no, it's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the theory is maybe she was actually had a stalker. And because uh, before they found her car and her dad, a witness came forward and said, "There's, there's like I said, the interstate goes right across the road right there. So there's two... Uh, on, there's an on-ramp and an off-ramp. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the cars was getting off the off-ramp there and saw a car just on the side of the ramp, just sitting there like it was waiting on something. Uh-huh. And this was like a little bit before uh, she was found dead later. Did she know so who the, did they know who the, did the mom know who the married man was? Did the cops like talk no, to this guy? No, she never, uh-huh. she never told what the guy's name was. I wonder if he was at the party or, or, she she wasn't supposed to go to the party. She's like, yeah, I have a Christmas. And he's like, I don't want you going to that. You just every time you drink, you get a little loosey goosey. <laughs> yeah, it could have been anything. And she but, went. You know, anyway. The theory obviously is like a car. Like he waited on if if this is what happened. He knew she was going to leave the party and she was going to go home, so he just waited on her to pass him, and then he just followed her and then mm-hmm. and you know shot her or whatever. But still, what's weird about that is, like I said, the bullet went through the back of the car. Mm-hmm. He'd have to so, shoot her from. He must have had to been shooting her from his vehicle. Yeah. So I mean, he'd have to like run. I don't know. It just sounds weird. Well, here's the thing. Like you said, she rolled backwards. Wait, hey, hold, hang on. Here's another weird thing. Why is someone shooting uphill? You'd have to be close enough so that the angle wouldn't be off. Yeah. You know, because Johnny's saying you go under this, or you go through this bridge, mm-hmm. or under this part of the interstate, uh-huh. and then you start going up this steep. John, Johnny, you said it's a pretty steep hill. Yeah, how it is, like I said, you go under the interstate bridge, and as soon as you go under it, you can keep going straight on that highway that you're on. It's Mineral Springs Mountain Road. Or there's a road right after you pass uh, the bridge that, that's on your right, and it goes straight up a hill. Mm-hmm. That's another road completely, but it, it connects right there. But it goes straight up the hill right there. Right mm-hmm. as soon as you get on it, you're going up the hill. 
And that's where her parents lived. That's the that's where she was at when she got shot. So here's my thing. She was you like you said, her vehicle was going up the hill, so much so that when she was shot and you know, obviously her body goes limp, her foot comes off the gas, she starts rolling in rev- in reverse. So um, whoever's behind her shooting her's gotta throw it in reverse and back the hell up too. But this is where I'm trying to poke a hole in the hunter theory, because if there's a hunter hunting in that area, wouldn't for it to go through her trunk, her back seat and hit her, it would be some sort of direct straight line, which means it would have to line up with the degree of, of incline that that hill is. So that means yes, they're, they're yeah. shooting See, up. I'm with you on that. Yeah, completely. That's because I know the area. I need to go out there and I'll take a picture at some point. Oh, uh, yes. I, and I'll actually put it on the Facebook page. But it's 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 really steep. And like you're saying, to go through the trunk and hit her at the angle where you're actually puncturing her lung and her heart, it's got to go at a certain trajectory. And if you're like far away out in the woods, I don't know how you can do that. No, you'd be hitting the side of the hill. You'd be coming more of a like a it would almost look like when you leveled her car out, she had been shot from above. Right. If, yeah. If, if that was the case. And that's not. It's actually that they're shooting up. So he that that has to throw out the whole hunter theory, the whole hunter theory. So, yeah. So that kind of proves that it was premeditated murder. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what that's what her mom believes. Uh, her parents are still around. They're in their 70s now. Oh, right. you want to get him on the show? No, I'm just kidding. That'd be <laughs> honestly. <Yeah>, right. <laughs> I'll be honest. With you, I don't know them at all. I've never ever met them. Yeah. Uh, part of me was really thinking about asking them, you know, see if I can get in contact with them. But they get asked this all the time. No kidding. Uh, and I was and like, if, I don't want to like bring it back up for a podcast. No kidding. And, <laughs> and who, be, yeah, be one of those guys. But yeah. who wants to hear it too? Because you're constantly bringing up something they had to relive—a tragic, just an absolute nightmare for them. You know. Yeah. You know, to this day that you don't know the answers to. That is absolutely which is even insane. worse. That is really but, insane. This so this wow. So anything else? Anything else you could tell us was, was uh, what was the conclusion? What did they leave it at? What's uh. What did they Here's come the conclusion. up with? I'm going to give you a website, and Chris, I want you to put it in right now. Yeah, go ahead. It's it's called Burke. It's this is all one word: b u r k e sheriff dot org. That's the Burke County Sheriff's Office here. Okay. Let me know when you bring it up and tell me what that thing is. Uh, it's be like in the middle of the screen. What they actually still have it going. Twenty thousand yep. dollar reward for information leading to conviction of Rhonda Henson's killer. So they obviously know it's a killer. It, it wasn't just a hunting accident. Yeah, it's the case is still open to this day. Sheriff Steve E. Wisnet, wasn't it? I think it's Wisnet. Uh, you know what? We it would be kind of um, an interesting thing to do a little follow up with this if we could get maybe some one of these guys in in on for the show for maybe an interview. Oh, that'd be really yeah. I'll somebody who knows that. somebody who's actually working that case just because we did we're doing an episode on it. And I, I got to tell you, this is really intriguing to me. Like this, it kind of is, man. It's because like, here we are sitting, at, you know, sitting here trying to take it apart, and we basically just just shot nothing but holes. Pardon the expression. <laughs> In uh, in this in this hunter theory, I mean, yeah. it's almost it's almost impossible for it to be an accident. Huh? You know, I mean, what well, time I mean, of night was this at, Johnny? About one, two in the morning. Well, even on their, I was going to say at one part you said first. I mean, even on their website that I just had Chris go to, it actually says a reward leading to conviction of her killer. Mm-hmm. It says killer. It doesn't say it was a hunting accident. On the Burke County Sheriff's Office, it says killer. Yeah, it says nothing about you know leading to 
evidence to close the case. Nothing. Not, yeah, it says killer. Bottom line. Yeah, I'm trying to find the actual time of. Uh... I'm looking on the. Oh, well, they're looking at it. They're looking at it from the standpoint of it's been 35 years. At this point, if you're the hunter that pulled the trigger, you know you killed her, <laughs> yeah. and you've kept it a secret for this long. So. Whether it was an accident or not, you still committed murder. And the person who did it might not even be alive this day. I mean, it was thirty. That's true too. Yeah, but I guarantee you, somebody knows of it or knows somebody who did it because everybody talks. Everybody talks. I'm gonna look this up real quick. I'm gonna look up Burt Sheriff and Rhonda Henson together because I tried to click that link to see if they have any information on their site or anything, and there's nothing. Oh, they do. It's on there somewhere because I've actually looked at it on Uh. here. Uh, don't ask me where to go, no, but you can, you can look at it somewhere. It's actually, <laughs> dude, this is literally, this is really like, I this remember is crazy, man. I remember watching, um, oh, I found it here on their website. Uh, I remember watching unsolved mysteries and this was one of the things that drew me to the show. Aside from the creepiness to it, you turn the lights off and Robert Stack's voice is just has that edge that kind of gives you the, you know, heebie jeebies at your joints. It's, it's one of these things where like. You'd watch the show and you'd hear certain stories that would just right now, like this one. This one's just capturing me. Like I am so yeah. it, like I I want to find out what did this. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, I agree. So has the sheriff? So the sheriff's department had, wasn't able to do anything at all with that lead uh, in terms of this married man she had been dating. Like no one had ever seen them together. She had never talked to a best friend or anything about that. As far as I know, the only time I ever read about it is when her mom brought it up. And to answer Carter's earlier question, it, it was sometime after one a.m. when when this was happening. Huh. Okay, so you're so you're out there in the dark, hypothetically. If this is if we're going with this this hunter uh, theory, so you're out there in the dark at night, which I don't know a whole lot of guys that hunt at night. First, there's there are some that do if you're wanting to be cheap because. Uh, I, I don't. I don't ever go hunting. I don't care for guns personally. I don't care. If, I don't. I don't care for I'm hunting. Not, either, but taking, I, I know. I know a lot of guys that do hunt. Yeah, a lot of my friends have guns. I don't care. I just don't want them myself. Uh, you know, but I do know that you know if you spotlight a deer or some of the animals, they'll actually stop in their tracks. Yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe there somebody was out doing that. I think that's what they were thinking. So but again, out. you would. I mean, unless the deer ran right behind her friggin' car or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it was the hunting thing either. That just yeah, that 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 seems kind of like a cop out to me. Yeah, uh, it had to be to me. It was if if it was an accident, it had to be one heck of an accident. It says. Well, that- you know what really? You know what really sucks about this is like the the thing that 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 Chris just brought up about about uh, a best friend or so. There's no, like, she lives with, she lives at home with her parents, so there's no roommate to talk to. I mean, we all know that once you hit a certain age, there's there's stuff you you keep from your parents. Right. That you don't discuss with your parents, you know. And, like, if I'm this girl, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about if I'm having an affair with a married man. No, oh, because yeah. that's because all you're going to do is get crap from your folks if you if you you know what I mean. That's like, what I'm saying. That's a, not a friend. It's, yeah, it's it's what you just said, Chris. That's something you talk to your friend about as opposed to talking to your parents about. Yeah. 
It says that they they interviewed. This is on the the Berks, Berkshire actual website. So this is the information they're putting out. It says throughout the years, hundreds of persons have been interviewed by investigators assigned to the case. Hundreds. That's weird. The file on the Henson murder contains thousands of documents and has expanded to fill several filing cabinets. Potential suspects and witnesses have been polygraphed. Psychics have been called in to assist. The crime scene and evidence has been analyzed and reanalyzed. Yet Rhonda's death and the strange circumstances around it remain a mystery. Dude, what, what, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> and they and they they put a plea out. Last last sentence of the entire thing on on the the sheriff's website is: if the killer does have any semblance of a heart and is not the cold, callous person as many perceive, perhaps one day he she will face up to their deed and provide the answers they deserve. That's just this. This is the creed. This is a this case is. Uh, I'm telling you, so once in a while I'll come across these shows. Um, one of my favorite channels now, because I used to like this kind of stuff, is uh, Discovery ID. And they always have all yes. these kinds of shows, you know, these murders yeah. that, that oh, are yeah. unsolved. Uh, this one, dude, this is a good one for this episode, number one. But, man, I've never heard of it, and now I am ex- I am just, like, I'm intrigued, man. Fascinated. This is super interesting. Like, yeah, what's what's the deal with, I don't know. Numerous you, questions. You don't think about a case being this cold like this, you yeah. know? Numerous questions shroud Rhonda's death. There are medical opinions which feel she would have been rendered incapacitated after being shot, yet her body was found outside the vehicle. Ugh. Well, I mean, even if you got to think about it, if she was if she was shot in the lungs and the heart, that, it takes a lot to pull yourself out of a car mm-hmm. from that point. Well, yeah. and if you're shot in the heart, you're basically going to bleed out in 45 seconds to a minute. Yeah. If yeah. that. So my question had you been, gotta figure you got to figure then that you got to add in the amount of time it takes the car to roll back down the hill. Yeah. My question had been you know? whether or not she had been thrown, uh, but it says she was actually laying that the door, the driver's side door was open. So somebody, she either opened it and fell out. Maybe she, you know, maybe originally she was incapacitated, woke up at some point, maybe ten minutes later, and pulled herself out for a moment and died, or somebody yeah. pulled her out. Well, one of my th- one of the things I was thinking is, is maybe when it rolled down the hill uh, and hit the ditch on the other side of the road, maybe she hit it enough to where uh, she was already trying to, she already had her door open for whatever reason when she got shot and then maybe she fell all the way out once cause from hitting the ditch it jarred her out of her seat or oh, something. That could, that be, could be true too. Yeah. Hmm. Cause I don't, I couldn't find anywhere if she was wearing her seatbelt or not. I have no idea. Well, but here's the thing. Wouldn't they be able to tell by the position of the body once they got to the scene as to whether or not she was thrown out or tried to crawl out? I mean, like if she's thrown out and she's unconscious, well, I don't. The, I don't think you. You know, you're going to be able to tell by the position of the body. And plus, if you're thrown out of a vehicle, you're going to have other injuries to your body. Exactly. Yeah. So and especially I, if you're unconscious like that, you know. Yeah. So I don't. So I don't think anybody says that she was thrown out. If anything, she fell out. If she did, but a lot of like, like Carter. Oh, I'm looking like at Christian a picture. Said, I'm looking at a picture of the vehicle. Yeah, I'm looking at it laying in the, the way it's sitting on the ditch. It's not like it's this crazy ditch. It's just it's just this little the those little tiny tiny storm ditches that are on the the sides of roads. It's not this deep ravine. Nothing. This is right, not. Yeah, this it's is just not a little enough. ditch. Right. So it's not. So it's not like she. Okay. Yeah. Well, no. Then that's crazy, man. Yeah. This is odd. So that's where the case odd. is at this at this very moment. That's. <laughs> 
still waiting to be solved. As of as of last year, December twenty second, two thousand fifteen, um, there's an article on FoxNews.com. Uh, after thirty four years, family and sheriff cling to hope of finding North Carolina teens killer. Still, she was a pretty girl, man. Yeah, wow. she was, man. Uh, she was actually, from what I read, she was pretty popular and all this kind of stuff in her, her high school and stuff. Oh, man. So, I mean, I don't know. It was her. Mom. I, I, I remember being chilled about this because somebody knows what happened to her and they just never, ever decided to come out and say it. Yeah, her mom, Judy Henson, 71, says, I'll never give up. Someone out there knows something. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with both of you. Somebody knows something they just don't want to. Uh, here's where she worked. She worked at the Hickory Steel Company. She was a key punch operator. Oh, there we go. And uh, she also volunteered at the local daycare center. That is crazy, man. This uh... is this is really intriguing. I'm just I think I'm going to really learn much more about this. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I will at some point uh, go out and take a picture of where this uh, happened at. What it looks like today. It looks a little different today. It's been 35 years, so it's going to look a little different. But uh, I'll definitely take a picture of the road, so it'll help you both out. You can see how much of an incline that is there. That yeah. Road. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Man, interesting. Just, yeah, that's just interesting and creepy at the same time. Not yep. kidding. So that's the mystery about Rhonda Henson. What happened to her? It sounds to me. It doesn't sound like an accident to me. It's obviously murder, and like you said, it sounds almost like. Um, Somebody that that was unhappy with something she was doing. Number one, it was either somebody that unrequited love. Maybe even though she had a boyfriend in college, maybe she worked with someone who had this crazy crush on her and was upset when they found out not only did she have the boyfriend in college, but she's also seeing a married man. Or maybe it could have been the wife of the married man had her murdered. Well, let's just take a moment to appreciate the fact that this is why the cops don't have any leads. That's insane. Yeah. There's, too, there's too much. There's too many variables here, man. No kidding, could be anything. Yeah, they, they exactly. Obviously, so you're a cop. How do you how do you sift through all this? Yeah, they obviously God. interviewed a lot of people that she worked with at the at the plant. You know, uh, she obviously. Well, it's like what people. Johnny said. You know, the, the the crap we see on TV isn't exactly what cops do, but like you know, a wife gets murdered, the first person they're going to look at is the husband. Yeah. A, a girl like this gets murdered, first person they're going to look at is the boyfriend. Did they ever say that they questioned the parents too? Like, did they question the mom or the dad? I would hate uh, to say that, I, but I'm a lot of times, certain they did. Yeah, that's crazy. Again, that seems like one of the first places you would go to. You yeah. know, for for the, for exactly the reasons that both of you guys uh, said. Well, there's so, there's one, so, she lives there, so they're going to know the most about her. Yeah. Well, there's so many questions to this. I mean. I mean, why did she change her original plan? I mean, she originally wasn't going to go, go home at all that night. Why did she decide all of a sudden that she was going to go home? Well, where was she going to stay that night? I you think she was going to stay with, stay with one of her friends, right? Yeah. So did they? So obviously they interviewed the friend, right? Yeah, and, and from what I understood, all that friend really said was she changed her mind, <laughs> which hmm. doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah, that doesn't really help anything. No, yeah. not at all. Crazy. The Henson case was featured on NBC television program Unsolved Mysteries in 1989. So that's eight years after she was found dead. The program was filmed on location at the actual site where the crime occurred, and many of those involved with the case portrayed themselves. Hoping to gather new information, investigators flew to Los Angeles and fielded telephone calls immediately after the piece was aired. Although the documentary was well-produced and meticulous, attention was given to ensure accuracy during filming the new leads developed from 
uh, telephone calls across the country led to dead ends. Man. That's just weird, man. Do you ever get into those these kinds of things and just feel like... Oh, dude, all the time on YouTube, man. I, they're all over the place. But I feel like I get into these things and then I, I want to start one of those boards where I put pictures up and cutouts of like... <laughs> articles yeah. and, and like the little yarn the, the yarn a, and push pins you know what i mean yeah i think this has a whole reddit page to itself too if i'm thinking right wow okay see you've got me i'm hooked now i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in, investigating this now this is really really intriguging i did not look at the just reddit. odd i'm telling you i think there is one I, i'll look for it and uh, I'll, I'll bring it up the reddit it. page i'm sure has all kinds of really interesting theories too and probably a bunch of crazy ass shit also that's yeah. why I didn't read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you never know. There I, might... I, st- I literally stuck to uh, the Unsolved Mysteries website, the Burke County Sheriff's website, and that Fox News article that Chris uh, just made. Yeah. You never yeah. know, though. In Reddit, you might, who knows, maybe the killer's actually in there as well, just dropping clues. So, like, sometimes you just got to go through all the, the piles to find to find the pieces that might lead to the, the answer. Dude, I am f- totally feeling like I want to investigate this. <laughs> it's just insane. It really is. Um, and then, yeah, down North Carolina, you can stay with me for a little bit. I mean, anything, right. I, anything I come up with, Andrew. anything I come up with, I'll bring uh, up in a future episode during an update. Um, yeah, you know what? We should we should give it you know a month or two, and then revisit this again and see what we and see what we come up with or have come up with. Yeah, because I, th- I mean that's what we 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 were going to do anyway. Is in episodes if there's ever updates on on other cases or any other stories we've talked about, we'd always talk about it and bring it up. Um, so this is a cool one. This is uh, this is very interesting. And hopefully, listeners are are interested in it as well. And and you never know. You know how that podcast, um, what was the name of that podcast? Serial had all these people yeah. really thinking and looking into some. Maybe this is one of these things where people are like, oh, I never heard of this case, and then they go and looking for it, and maybe something else comes of it. So who knows? Yeah, and at the and at the the wildest thing maybe somebody that's listening to this knows something about this yeah could you, you can still the burke county sheriff's office still wants to hear about it so you can call them yeah or i think even crime stoppers too at the and same it, time if it leads to any kind of conviction that you're in line for that twenty thousand dollars actually or you know you could just I get on there and cool. tell them what you know and, and accept the fact that that makes you a decent human being and you don't need a monetary reward but hey i'm old-fashioned <laughs> oh carter this is 2016 it doesn't work like that anymore <laughs> Um, actually, actually, I think and actually, and actually, Chris, I'm thinking, uh, the 20,000 and plus another 5,000 on top of that from like the town of Aldi's, I think they offered 5,000 yeah. to the same thing. Yeah. It's, it says that re- the reward actually exceeds $20,000. So who knows if you're listening to this, this show, this episode, and for some strange reason, you know something about it. Definitely give it a, give it a, give it a shot. Give them a call. Or if it interests you enough, you know, look into it. See if you can't help solve this unsolved mystery. Yeah. And honestly, just give these poor parents uh, something that they can go to sleep at night. Finally, you know, I feel really bad for the parents. Yeah. I'm definitely going to yeah. check into that. I know you guys are laughing, but I really am. I'm going to check into the, uh, the Reddit on this one. And, uh, because I see what the Reddit is, it's actually an unsolved mysteries Reddit. And this, this is one of them. Uh, they, they bring this case up and, I'll get into it and I'll, you know, I can, I'm a pretty good, uh, I can tell when someone's trolling, you know what I mean? So <laughs> if that's the case, I'll, I'll weed through it. But if I see anything on here that seems kind of interesting, I'll bring it back in, at a later ish episode to, uh, to discuss as an update to the Rhonda Henson mystery. Absolutely. Good to me. Awesome. Well, that's all I got guys. That's all I have. Dude, that was a great, great, great case. Yeah. What that was actually one. really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Really enjoyed it. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have enjoyed it as well. Uh, and if you have, 
Give us a follow on Facebook. Head over to Facebook. Look up History Creeps. We're on there. Give us a follow. Like us. Share us with your friends. Follow us on iTunes. Give us some ratings. Um, you guys have anything you want to plug? Go ahead, Carter. Uh, let's see. I have two new books coming out before the end of the year. And <laughs> you can find my first three books on Amazon and AuthorHouse.com. Oh, yeah. um, other than that, uh, what are the names I got of the books? Go ahead, Johnny. Put out the names of the books real quick. Oh, uh, first book is called uh, House on Dead Boy Lane. Second book is called uh, Meadowview Road. And the third book is called Spider's Web. Nice. And I, Johnny Townsend, have no books at the moment. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram at Johnnyism28. And also, of course, uh, like uh, Chris was saying before, uh, follow us and, um, and like us on Facebook. We post stuff on there from time to time. And, oh, and also, uh, listen to Retro Blist, my other podcast with my buddy Trevor. We talk about old school video games. Very good. That's a great show. And that's too. a good one. It definitely is. Um, on, for myself, I'm on another podcast as well, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. You can find that on iTunes. Uh, you can find all these i uh, all these iTunes. You can find all these podcasts, <laughs> History Creeps, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast, Retro Bliss, as well as others like You Break It, You Pot It, uh, Cellar Dwellers, Karma Ninjas. These are all on a network called BICBP-radio.com. Podcast Network, go out, check it out. Uh, give us all follows. Follow us on uh, Subscribe on iTunes. Rate us. Leave us some comments. Uh, do we have an email set up for History Creeps? We need one. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do. No, we do for this for that exact reason. Exactly. I'll set, I'll set up a new email account for History Creeps, and in a future episode, that's where you can reach us uh, with any comments on the show, uh, any feedback. Let us know if there's any weird things you want us to talk about. Uh, or if you know of weird things in your area that you think uh, would be of interest to go. us. There you go. Oh, yeah, for sure. So... Um, that's it for me, man. I, I this was a great one, Johnny. I, I I like this a lot. I'm super super interested in this now. I'm probably gonna start right after I get off with you guys. I'm gonna start looking more into. Yeah, this. I'm gonna go look this up on YouTube and see if there's like a, you know, there, a little investigatory a of, video. I'm gonna I'm gonna burst your bubble and go ahead and tell you there's not a lot on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. I, I looked there just to try to find uh, Chris some clips. I was hoping the Unsolved Mysteries thing would be on there, but it's not. Uh. Who unsolved mysteries? Yeah, uh, really. Unsolved mysteries. What happened to all the episodes of unsolved mysteries? We want to watch them. Bring them back. That's going to be an episode of unsolved mysteries. You can probably order them through like Time Life Books or something. You know, <laughs> probably. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm good too. So for Carter Johnson, Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. Thanks again for listening to History Creeps. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a whole new creepy history story to tell you. See you guys later. Later, guys. Thank you.